when you realize you're having one, like I felt my first feelings, funny in it, my first feeling wasn't like fear or anything. Like that. I was just embarrassed. I was like, man, I'm having this on stream. Like, I'm so sorry to people are watching. No one's tuned in for this because I often see my streams as an escape. Hello and welcome to the Scouting Centre. We're back. We are back for season two. The Scouting Centre relaunched, whatever you want to call it. New graphics, new logo, new Twitter handle at Scouting Centre, RE at the end. Go and follow it over on Twitter and we will have new and returning guests. The Scouting Centre is a show for you to get to know your favourite content creators, get their thoughts behind their content and if you are a content creator, get some advice on them as well. For those who don't know, I am Diz, aka Mr. Diz TV. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. You can find me everywhere. Please make sure if you do enjoy this content, you like this video. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you keep your notifications on. Leave a comment below and let me know who you want on future episodes of the Scouting Centre. So my guest today has had a very busy 2021. He's had a 186 episodes of AFC Thames. He's created Draft Wars, his own interview style show. He's done a Do It Better series twice. And now he's Marbella save over on Twitch, as well as a brief fling with the Glory Hunter. He has a podcast, a regular podcast with Zealand called 20 Good Minutes. On top of all of that, he accomplished his goal of getting to 100,000 subs on his YouTube. Bear that in mind, only a handful of people have done that. This person is one of them. He's a streamer showdown finalists, as well as being heavily involved in all the planning, the prep and everything. Mr. Streamer Showdown himself, of course it is, Dr. Benji Ben. Ben, how are you, buddy? Very well, mate. You just saw me playing with my 100,000 subscriber plaque. So uh, <laughs> you caught me at a good time. Yeah, I, just, I, just, I, I, I get it out of the box once a day. Just have a look at it, pop it back down again. There we go. Uh, but yeah, things are good, mate. How are you? I am not bad. I am not bad. Have you tweeted that plaque yet? No. I was well. That's an exclusive. No. I'll, I'll take that. I'll t <laughs> it's not gone anyway. Actually, I've not put it on Instagram or anything. So it's just there you are. I missed it. This exclusive. Just you know, it's it's nice to return to a podcast which uh, has flourished since I was last on. I would say it's got even bigger and better, right? No, a hundred percent. I've really um. Thank you so much for everything you did for me back then. It's a, I think it's grown and it's developed. Obviously, this is the relaunch of the Scouting Center. I thought I've no better guest. You were the first person to have two episodes um, yeah, from your original interview. So I thought, you know what? What a better person! What better person to have as a returning guest than you? Thank you. I don't know if you've been showing me for the last minute, but I've been reboxing. <laughs> <laughs> I've not had time to put it on the wall in the new house yet, so it's been. So literally, when I say get it out of the box now and again, that wasn't a joke. It literally, just comes out of the box. It's like a puppet. It's like a nineties, nineteen eighties puppet. It just appears now and again. But, uh, but no, yeah. So I've, yeah, I love doing stuff like this, and uh, yeah, you've been you've been one of the catalysts in continuing doing interview stuff. So I, yeah, I'm a big fan. Thank you so much, man. Thanks so much. And you know what? What a year you have had. And I feel like going forward, I think we need to talk about your year. And I think that's what this scouting centre is going to be about. Um, so how would you sum up your last year in content creation? Uh, it's difficult because it's, it's always in two parts, right? You've got the streaming side and you've got the 
Actually, for me, these days, it's probably three sides. You've got the streaming side, you've got the YouTube side, and then you've got the showdown side. And, and they feel very independent from one another, it must be said, even though obviously the showdown's a streamed platform, it's not necessarily the same. I try and keep it quite distant from what I'm doing on a regular basis. Um, I'll probably give myself like a C plus, which I don't think is that great, like for where I expect it to be. I think it's been okay. I think, I think some of the series have had really good moments and, and they've ebbed and they've flowed and some of the stream series have been really good and some of the stream moments have been really good like since we last did this I, I, when was the last one we did do you know the date of it it was march the 5th i believe so march the 5th of last year no this year 2021 was it this year really yeah so seven months whoa where's the time go yeah, exactly. what on <laughs> earth are you kidding me like, okay so so early this year so since then yeah i feel like we've gone through the sort of the transitional period of it being a little bit slow and then of course you have sort of the end of 21 and you're trying to figure out what to do and when to do it and if, if it's going to work or not um so I'm, I'm i'm content with it i'm content with my content but uh <laughs> which i've never said that before but uh yeah i'm, I'm relatively happy uh but I, but I always think it's important with with content creation is you always feel like there's that room to grow there are periods where i've not felt that as much and right now i do feel like there's this whole area of content creation i've not delved into yet i've intentionally not delved into yet and this year or this cycle of fm22 is where i plan to do that that's exciting to hear but and the fact that you've had only given yourself a c plus you've had a lot to contend with this year haven't you yeah it's been it's been a very very stressful year um I don't know. Do you want to? Should we run down the list? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not what you're intimating. No, uh, I, I think we should. I think we should just talk about what you've been through this year because obviously it's affected your content. You still come out with some brilliant content, but you have had there have been aggravating factors in relation to your um, content as well, hasn't there? Yeah, we've been trying to move house a number of times and being rejected is a bit of a killer to try and do it over the last sort of six months or so. We've had project get Doug a bedroom. So Doug is now. Uh, one year, one month, and a bit old. Uh, so it's, but yeah, being a first-time dad and dealing with that side of the family, a completely new side of the family, has been really, really interesting um, and amazing fun. Like, there's not a better day. I, I, I don't have better days than when I see his little face. And thankfully for me, I get to see it every day. So if there's a, if you're ever having like a crappy day, there is that moment of there he is. There's the little, there's the little man potting. I know Potter's around everywhere. His, his favorite thing to do at the moment is to take things from the living room and just put them somewhere. Elle spent two hours looking for the remote control this morning, couldn't find it. He just put it in like a box case thing for no reason at all, which he found hours later and went, I've just found the remote. He's put it in this box. But he, he, he takes a lot of things, just puts them in the washing machine. Oh, wow. So, so we've, we've moved the washing machine from our old house to a new house. And the joy on his face when he realised the washing machine had come with us was like, I've never seen him happier, which is on some level annoying because I've looked after him a lot in the last year and he's never that happy with me. But he saw the washing machine. He was like, oh my God, is that the same? Is it? I'm like, yes, Doug, it is. Show him the 100,000 subscriber plaque. Couldn't give a shit. Could not care less about it. Unbelievable. But um, so yeah, so he's been he's been a delight. And then there's been, there's been the personal struggle, right? We've all been through the lockdown periods this year which has been difficult and coming out of that was was equally difficult because it was very <sighs> vague i think is the, is the is the word i would use and, and battling with that was was at times difficult especially when you got a newborn like we've just sent doug, doug off to nursery recently so he's bringing back every disease known to man so that's just great i've been yeah. ill more in the last two months than i have for the last three years he comes back he comes back happy and then i see a little bit of snot run out of his nose and i think oh for a few <laughs> 
you what is that who's giving you that it's a, yeah nightmare scenario but um but no, I think he's definitely developing better because of that as well. Got my own little wonder kid. This is great. He's, he's gone off to. He's gone off to. It's like a, we, we sent him out on loan to nursery. It's so good. It's great. And they take him for like lo- hours, dis hours. And then oh, guess what are you doing today? I just go whatever I want. Honestly, whatever I want. Two days a week. Great. It's, it's great fun. I was going to say you might want to keep an eye on your YouTube plaque because that might end up on the washing machine as well. Well, that's the that's the yeah. We, we've just bought a new. So our telly unit was about, I don't know, about a, a metre, 1.3, picture it viewers, 1.2 metres off the ground. And we've now got one, which I think is 40 centimetres off the ground. Now, it's not it's not a cheap telly. He's definitely going to push it off the sideboard. This. Like, <laughs> uh, Elle's going, yeah, I love this. Didn't just love it. We've, got, we've bought like a four-piece set. She's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to get that in and built and I can't wait to put the telly on it. I'm thinking, yeah, I can't wait to push the telly off it. And then we've got to pay for a new one of them. All he does, well, he's going to look at it and he's going to go, hmm, how am I going to get that in the washing machine? He's not going to be able to see. So... So thankfully, we've found the one thing he's going to get a hold of, but not be able to put in the washing machine. Um, um, so yeah, the only thing he doesn't put in the washing machine is washing. So <laughs> if we can train him, if we can teach him those fundamentals, we're onto a winner, really. I was going to say you're sorting then, aren't you? He's going to open up a laundrette. It's going to, it's going to be <laughs> hey, an entrepreneur at one at one year, one month old. That's brilliant. Maybe, maybe, yeah. If starts charging for washing. I'm going to be fuming. <laughs> Um, (laughs) let's talk about some of your content then Um, Thames AFC Thames did you always know you were going to do AFC Thames um, for FM21 I probably knew for about six months and I've just I've I've got delivered today I got the first like proper sample shirt uh, or say say second sample shirt with an embroidered badge disc and my name on the back wow (laughs) I know very happy with that Uh, shout out to Victory Kits that put those together for me yeah, I always, thought, I always thought, knew I was going to bring them back. And then the, the idea sort of formed of, well, actually, if you do bring Thames back, how do we do it? You can't do the same thing exactly again. So the big plan was, let's make them the villain and see how we can make them the villain. And, and if that is going to be achievable to then be better than them at some stage. And there was, there was elements of the save I was really happy with. There was definitely some I'm really frustrated with that just didn't, like... You've played FM enough to know there's certain things you can't, you just can't control. Yeah. And there were so many things I wish went the way I wanted them to go. And didn't, and that's really frustrating. There was the Vanavama National Saga, wasn't there? Where you were in there for yeah. like? Well, that's that's kind of great though, because that's that becomes its own like microcosm of the whole save. The bits I don't like is the fact that we like we rented Sellers Park for like ten years, yeah. fifteen years. It's like I don't I don't want this. Like I want to be in my own stadium. And ironically enough. We did our final season at the very end. I went forward another week and they go, AFC 10 Stadium coming soon. It's like, where the f- No, what do you mean? I've waited so long for that. Like, we've been in the Premier League enough years. Why didn't we get one? So that was frustrating. Ownership-wise, we never got better owners. Regen-wise, we didn't really get anyone that was that spectacular. But I've had saves where that's happened and that's great. But sometimes, again, you just can't plan for these things. So, yeah, one of them, frustrating. Um but I, th- I, well, I think I look back on it fondly, but it's quite raw at the moment. You can't; it's very difficult to dissect the whole save right now. But shout out to Zealand for saving it. So, you know, which is what his viewers will tell me daily. That, oh, Zealand made, made this save good. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate that. 180, how many episodes was it? It is 186. I was going to say, yeah, 186. He, he was in one. So I mean, for <laughs> God's sake. You know what? You know the irony of this always. I approached Zealand at some point because my Twitch save was going belly up, and oh. um, and I was just like, I, I saw that what he did for you. 
what he did to me. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, although I did approach him, um, but then I sorted it. But uh, 186 episodes, that's a long slug. Mm. And I think you said that in your final episode as well. It is a long slug. Um, any spoilers on what you're planning for next year in relation to, so it doesn't end up being that long again? Yeah, Glory Hunter will not. But if, if, if Glory Hunter is over 150 episodes, I've got it badly wrong. Um, I'm, I'm going to streamline my YouTube content to be a bit punchier and a bit sharper and a bit cleverer, basically. And I think the way in which we can do that is, is basically going to be with fewer uploads. I've been doing daily or week daily uploads. And I think people have seen this year that like, that's been really difficult for me. And the mm. pressure of that, I think the pressure is, is the overarching problem is that the, the the pressure to get a video out that is in sequence and in tandem and becomes so part of people's routines is actually it's actually quite difficult to do so consistently and having done it for five years i feel like right now is the time where we still do regular content so there'll be the plan currently is to start off by doing daily because that's sort of the start of a cycle right you kind of get people engaged but then break it up into monday wednesday for i've been i'm doing a video on this soon so people will find this out um i met it may already be out actually by the time yeah. people hear this so it'll be monday wednesday friday and then in between that I, I'll, I'll describe it as there'll be zealand-esque content um sort of in and around that because that's something said at the start, at the start that i want to do stuff that i've not done before and i've been putting off for a long time and then i saw zealand come along and do it all and thought shit i should, really should have acted on this <laughs> um but he does it but he does it so well that the task now for me is to is to coin another series of my own is to do it better so um, and I'm sure he would think the same. I don't, I'm not going at him there, going, his is rubbish, I could do it better. My attitude is, his is great, let's see if I can match it and then go, like, surpass it, which is, which I think is the aim of, aim of the game for a lot of us. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's, been a, it's been an interesting project doing so many long saves, but that, that point and period of my life seems to be over a little bit now. Like if, if I'm enjoy, I say it won't be over 150. If I'm enjoying it and it, there's there's more content within the seasons and within the save to make, then I'm not going to limit myself to 150. I would just surprise myself if we go on for a really long series now. I, I think that's not very likely. Because you have these really long series, but you seem to have a knowledge of when you're going to end it. So um, AFC 10, for instance, it ended with you finishing second three times. You've obviously won the Champions League with them. Was there ever a temptation just to keep it going that one more week, just to kind of get that Premier League title? I think I think I've had a conversation with a few creators about this recently. Actually, that what people fail to do when they start a save is envis is envisage the end of the save, and, and and knowing sort of where the middle point is. So I knew my middle point was when I got out of the Valorama National. That was like, and I, I, it's hard to know that previously, but. I'm kind of building to the middle point in the series and then you push on and sort of like, this is our run to glory now. And so you have this sort of struggle up to a point, it gets difficult. I didn't know if it'd be Vanarama National League 2 actually, I thought that League 2 would be equally as difficult. Sometimes it happens pre-Vanarama National as well, like the jump from some of those divisions is quite, is quite tricky, yeah. especially when, with Brexit. Brexit's made the game so more difficult at that level, it's, it's crazy. Um, that's basically the failure to get foreign imports in is... <sighs> It's, yeah, it's impossible. It's, it's yeah. so, so difficult. Um, so yeah, th that that ending point is is me going, we've succeeded to this point. We've achieved, so like, if I didn't win the Champions League, yeah, maybe I would have gone on for one more season and given it one more year. But when you're finishing, and, and we sort of, it fell down to the final day as well. So it wasn't as if 
it happened in April and we just sort of played out the rest of it. There was that jeopardy. And I, and, and ultimately, right, could have done it. So, and that's that's what I think kept people watching at the end there. It was like, well, is he actually going to do it? And either I do or I don't. And it, it also leaves that ambiguity for, for other series, which is kind of why I left Thames FC in the point that I did before. It was like, well, I don't want you to watch every save and think predictably he's going to win everything and then the series will end. Because... I don't know. I feel like otherwise every save would just run like that. But actually, realistically, sometimes in Football Manager, you just you don't quite win the thing that you try and win. With Glory Hunter, which is coming again, the time limit means I ain't got I ain't got time to worry about that sort of thing. We've got to go. We've got to move. You've got to, twenty years to win everything. Don't waste any time. So, so that's brilliant, that is because like like you say, it becomes predictable if you win everything, isn't it? Yeah, that's why that's why I don't win showdowns, dude. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. You know, I don't want people to think, oh, he turns up again and wins them all. I'm just, you know, I'll buy, I'll buy by time before my five in a row win. That's, I'm just waiting. And Ben, I want you to know, look, obviously I've recently won something, but I'm not going to mention that at all again throughout this whilst the trophy is just behind my shoulder. Yeah, I was going to say, do I have to get the plaque out of the box again? <laughs> just, just to compete. Um, no, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll talk about tournaments later. But yeah, yeah well done you. Well done you. I'm, gl- I'm, you know, I'm glad you learned. You finally learned something off me. I'm pleased. I'm not going to lie, my draft was very Ben-esque. It was, yeah, I saw it actually. Do you have Hazard in your team as well? Yeah. Yeah, that was purely based on about four months ago, right? When we were drafted four months ago. 100%. Behind the scenes. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Um, so after... so so. I think we've spoken about AFC 10s and what your plans are going forward. Um, obviously, you've balanced everything with moving house and, and that affected your content. But I think there was something that was totally surprising in relation to your content. That was the Do It Better series. Can you tell mm. me what inspired that? I did it a few years ago and people loved it. I, I, I did it with... I've done it with one of the Scottish teams. I did it with Villa quite a while ago as well. And, and it was when Villa had a really poor season when they went re- got relegated. I did it then. And then I've sort of left it alone for a long time. They they take a lot of work to do. And I th- I picked two teams this time around. Uh, I did Chelsea and Dortmund. And they were both really good, interesting challenges. But that Chelsea save I did for Do It Better this time around was so fun. Like I've not I, I, That might be my favourite save, other than a network game I had, actually. Yeah. That might be my favourite save this year. I was so engrossed in it. I cared about every little detail. Tactically, I knew exactly what I was doing. And partially do it better. And I kind of said this at the, at the end of one of the series, that because the, the plan is to do a series this year where... I give people advice on how to manage their saves. Of course, we've seen Z do saving saves. I've got a similar idea that I've had, again, one of these things I've had for years and just never acted on. And then Z comes and does it. And I think, you little, oh, yes. But it's my own fault. I should, I should have acted earlier. Um, I, I've, had a, I've had a doctor's coat and stethoscope <laughs> ready to do like a surgery-based series for way longer than like I should have done. It's depressing. Hopefully it still fits. I'm thinking actually that's the bigger concern. What down? Um, so I was completely throw the, the fact that I'm worrying about if I could fit into my doctor's <laughs> coat now. But um, but yeah, no, sorry. So do, so do it better was a chance for me to showcase to people, and I, and it was a really it was like if people would watch my other stuff, they'd think, "Blimey, this is serious." And I did take it seriously, and it sort of gave me the opportunity to show people, "Oh, he dicks about a lot, but actually does know about the fundamentals of the game, and he does understand on like a higher level about how the game works." And I felt like that was really important. It was a bit of a risk doing it because similar to my my other content, it's like, well, if it doesn't work, people will just see he's actually just a complete idiot. <laughs> Which, so I had to I had to basically back myself of I do know what's going on. I played I played a lot of it in like calls with people. I was they were sort of watching me do it as I went along. I was like streaming a lot of my progress to like my friends and stuff, and um, they were a little bit like, 
you really you actually do know what you're doing i'm like yeah don't sound so surprised when you say it like i do do this as a job i've been playing for 20 years i'd like to think i've picked up a few things along the way well that's the thing because a lot of new people who've, who've come like, i've only known you this year they'll know you as a laugh or a joker really creative but now they've seen a different side of you where you can actually play the game to a very sophisticated level yeah, I've tried to do that in showdowns once or twice as well. And then when you don't win, it's just like, I don't even care anymore. Fine. I'm not, I'm not going to try if it just means Kev wins bomb penalties again. What's the point? What is the point? How do you feel about Kev winning twice the streamer showdown, by the way? <sighs> That's how I feel about it. I can't, I can't, I can't, no words will, will sum it up more. I just realised that my, Jimmy, thank you for the follow. Just realised my alerts are on, I'll turn those off <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the stream. Oh, that's Sorry, excellent. That's, no, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Thanks to Jimmy for the follow, appreciate it, mate. Jimmy, well done. Um, draft Wars, so you did four mm. Draft Wars from what I've seen this year. Lelou, Joe, Clates, Work the Space in Zealand. That yeah. is your own podcast style um, podcast style content. Will you be doing more this year? Yeah, the the plan was to probably do a lot more. It just like the the Euros, man. The Euros absolutely destroyed my momentum for everything, um, which is again just a frustration. We had a house fall through during that period as well, and I had some lined up, and then just didn't do them. And then you go back to the person, and they say oh, I'm not available. It's like okay, well, I guess I'm waiting then. And then there's no there's no episodes for it. But I had someone edit them as well. I think uh, Joe, you're familiar with, yeah, dispensing of them, and that that took a lot of weight and a lot of work off my off my shoulders actually because going into it, it's like man, this is going to be <laughs> these are going to be big edits and long edits because you're not only dealing with the camera footage and the audio you're dealing with uh, their perspective and my perspective and trying to interlink all of it and making it work and look seamless like me and joe went back and forth a few times on making sure that was absolutely right and i think the format for it's really good um so yeah i definitely plan on doing more of it in, in the future it was just i think that, i think if you take the four that i did as sort of like standalone interview episodes with, with some chat and support managers they're actually really great bits of content they might be some of my best stuff this year actually um so yeah i'm very i'm very proud of them and yeah i definitely intend to bring it back and similar to you right? i might have people that i've had before and just update how they're getting on and equally have some new people introduce people having clates was part of that like you've been a big success in the showdown and, and doing streaming and he was doing a bit of youtube and it was like well let's get you on this and see how you do on that as well well i think it it's a strength of yours, isn't it? Communicating, speaking to people, drawing things out. And obviously having Lelou Joe Clates with the Space Zealand, you've got a good rapport with all of them. Yeah. Um, and it allows you to showcase your your inquisitive side, shall we say. Yeah. No, I, I think you're similar. I like coming up with questions. Yeah. I like trying to test people and ask them stuff. So with Clates, we spoke about him being a teacher and how that impacts like how he works and how he does things. With Z, it's like how he changed things rather than talking about his actual content like how how much of it was calculated with jack it's sort of the history of football manager and, and how that's gone so with each person there's always like there's always a hidden agenda into what i want to find out about and i try and have conversations like as you say i talk to these guys all the time i don't i don't want to talk about the stuff that we always talk about i want to talk about the stuff that people will never have heard them talk about and that, that's where i think you find the nuance in these conversations i'm sure you have a similar thing when when we do this yeah and that's what i always find is the most interesting thing i think the content speaks for itself, but what about the person behind the content and what they were thinking yeah. during that content? I think that journey is always more special than, not, not more special than the content, but, but more intriguing and interesting, I think, at times, because what made you do this when you could have done this, if that makes sense? I'm always wondering yeah. that question. Yeah. Um, well, one of your favourite, or one of my favourite, so pieces of your content this year was the Bottom of Christmas Challenge. I think it was... 
interesting. It was fun. It was witty. It was inventive. You had a green screen, which went to really good use. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've yeah. lost that now. Now I've moved. Can you believe it? Because it was pinned to the wall above me and I put it down because we've moved. The room is slightly wider, so it just doesn't feel like it doesn't work now. No. So, um, so I don't know. Yeah, we might have to try and sort it out. Ned Phonic came and helped me set stuff up. Yeah. There might be a, there might be a secondary journey at the start of next year or something where he comes and helps me <laughs> sort out a plan for that. Um, I'm going to have to go back to my old green screen ways if I want one. So, uh, but really, the only person that suffers here is Ben Sports News. He's the <laughs> only person that really, you know, he's, he's in trouble if the green screen doesn't come back. Yeah, if it's not there before, of, um, before the glory hunter starts. Yeah. Um, but the Batman Christmas challenge, like, did you really enjoy filming that? Were, were you having as much fun as it looked like you were having, basically? <laughs> yeah, I think doing anything that's just not the norm is 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 fun to do. Like, if you try and break up your yearly cycle of content, like, I won't do it every year because it's the case of, well, I have done it last year, or I've done it the year before, I've done it like two years ago. So you do have to have breaks and you know ebbs and flows of content and finding out what works for you. If people are really into it, of course, it's the idea of people love that last time. Let's do that again. Because I enjoyed it, they enjoyed it. We all win in that, in that situation. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll do it this coming year. It, ultimately, it will depend on what else we've got going on, whether that be showdowns or, again, we're, we're sort of experimenting with the other types of content. Um, I, I think my time management this year is going to be a lot better. And now the house situation is a bit more settled and I know where we're going to be for an extended period of time. And I know the internet works. Like I can, <laughs> that was big, that was a bit of a massive fear. Uh, now I can sort of hone in on all the things I've wanted to do for the last while. I spoke to Z yesterday, and it was like podcast soon. He was like, "Yes, it's like, well, yeah, we really need to get back on that because it's been uh, it's been a bit of a shambles recently." Yeah, but you guys went from strength to strength with that podcast, didn't you? Because like you even got sponsorship as well from Manscape. Um, this isn't sponsored by Manscape. But... Uh, honestly, this they'll sponsor anyone. So <laughs> I, I mean, this this could be <laughs> if you reach out, reach out to the right people, they'll be all over this. They'll be all over it. Um, yeah, it's one of them. Yeah. Um. So now I think we need to go into your Euro twenty twenty. Now you did something that you've always wanted to do, but you've never you've never jumped. Um, it is how I think how you described it beforehand. Well, yeah. you, you took the leap this time. How did you find doing that football analysis, the feedback, and then what did you learn from it? I I think I'm better at that than I am FM FM content. But I think when you build a channel which is solely based around FM, it's very difficult to get people on board to wider football content. I think I did a, I think I did a relatively good job. I think some of the videos did well. The feedback on it was really good. Um, much like everything this year. The, the season started the week that we were planning a move and my whole focus was on let's get this move sorted that move then fell through and i felt like i sh really should have been doing like it's difficult isn't it when you when you want to start a new series if you can't picture the third episode or the fifth episode it's like well i'm not going to start until i know that i can do like a set amount of episodes um so i put it off and put it off and put it off and now it's october <laughs> nearly november and it's like i've kind of missed the boat there um but there's a world cup next year late next year so all is not lost although it does feel like that's going to be quite a long while away but yeah i think i definitely want to step back into it um I, th I definitely think the videos got better as you went i think the first full video i did on on the euros wasn't as good as my last one i think that's always really crucial so my analysis on england specifically i thought was really good like there was the germany game particularly i did a preview for and the game went pretty much exactly as i predicted it would go mm. <laughs> and then i came out to that video and i thought yeah i really did research that well i did i did a lot of deep diving on what i thought would happen and yeah when it pays off you think 
okay, maybe that's maybe that's something I should do more of because it clearly has got some validity. You seemed really nervous before you started that content. I remember you tweeting a few times saying, like, yeah. you know, please give it a chance. Um, it, why was that? You don't want people to turn off for good. You don't want people to go, oh, he's just sort of like bluffing or you don't want to be called. Like, as much as people say everyone's got a bias and they're right, I think when you do football content, you are trying to present, especially when it comes to something like England, you're trying to present without bias. Like it's difficult on one level, I'm an England fan, but I don't want people to think that my opinions on Chelsea fullbacks or like Tottenham strikers is because I'm a Liverpool fan. And I was really nervous that people would just pin me to that flag and go, well, that's how he thinks. And I've already seen that before I watched the content. And they go in with this attitude of, this is what he's going to say. Oh, there it is. He said it. Or, oh, he's not said it, but you wanted to say this. <laughs> it's like, oh, hang on, let's, let's, find a, let's find a middle ground. And of course, coming away from doing football manager content, it's it's scary doing something different. Like I, To bring up Z again, like he's been doing some vlog stuff recently, which I'm sure he would say himself, like hasn't done as well as some of his other content. He, that, he now has to make that decision of, well, I think it's great content. I'm going to keep doing it. Or does he step away from it and think, well, I need to keep people coming back on a regular basis. I don't want them missing one video, which leads them to missing two and three and four. So um, yeah, I think that, that's, the, that's the risk you take, especially when you've already got a real solid audience that are following and watching for a specific reason. Um, so that, that, yeah, that's, that, that was why I was, I think I was so nervous. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I didn't, really, I didn't really think about that until you brought it up. So yeah, again, great question, Diz. See, he's a professional, he's a professional. <laughs> so do you think that that influenced your, your presenting style then? Um, that feeling, that, that fear of, it's almost like a fear of failure, isn't it? Yeah, I, I've done bits on the stream where I've done like phoning bits and pieces and I'd love to do more of that, despite the risk of someone saying something abhorrent. <laughs> like I'd love to do more phoning stuff or I'd love to do more chatting with the community about different pieces and, and, and do more sports content. It's just a matter of time and it's a, and ultimately, if we're going to be if we're gonna be honest about it, like I have to make sure it's financially viable. And I, I, won't, I won't lie, if, if my football content had absolutely boomed and taken off this Euros, no matter what was happening in my personal life, I would have done a load of like Premier League based content. But as it sort of it sort of was just kind of there and it didn't have that that effect that would affect me financially, it was like, well, you know, I'll come back to it at some point when I've got the time. It's more of a passion project anyway. Um, yeah, it will it sort of goes around in cycles and we'll come up to it. Yeah. So I was gonna say, is this something you see your long term future doing permanently, or is it just something in addition to your football manager content? I definitely think with me breaking up how Glory Hunter is going to be put out, you'll see a lot more of different types of content where we can merge some of the lines between real football and football manager. That's, and um, I don't know if you've seen somebody like RDF um, who's yeah. on the scene at the minute. He does that, like he does, he presents real life tactics in football manager. It's 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 a very unique piece of, of business that he does, to be fair. Um, yeah. Now, I'm going to talk about the streamer showdown now. <laughs> Wow. And, and, and <laughs> we're just going to talk about it from you as a competitor first. Okay. So no wins this year. Okay. So, no, no, but, you're right. but a final appearance where yeah. Clates' set piece has just absolutely annihilated you. Everyone would have lost that, to be fair. <sighs> yeah. From a competitor's point of view, how do you think it went? And how, what do you need to do to take that final step and win one? Uh, I think this is going to sound really like not useful information i need to get luckier and i think if i get a bit luckier then i'll probably win one because i think i draft like I, I always say this i think i draft pretty much as well as anybody drafts um and i just need to get a bit luckier i've lost on penalty shootouts i don't think i've won a penalty shootout in fm 
like in, in the showdowns and I've been in four of them. Mm. So I'd really like to win one of them now. I've been to three finals. Uh, I've not won any of them. I lost one of them on penalties as well. So again, once again, great. Uh, and yeah, if I get a little bit luckier in one of them, I think I've got a bit of a chance. I think there's a lot of sway in these competitions into what happens with the AI sometimes and what <laughs> decisions referees make. And yeah, there's a lot out of my control. I think the bits that are in my control, I do quite well. But yeah, getting a little bit luckier, being consistent with your tactics as well is something I sometimes shy away from and need to be a bit more resolute with. Um, but yeah, look, there's there's lots of ways to win a showdown and I haven't found the formula yet, Diz. So <laughs> when I do, I will rub it in everybody's faces more than they can bloody believe, Diz. Don't you, don't you worry about that. My Twitter hasn't stopped since I won, I won my thing. Um, but I, <laughs> I was just going to say, so um, in relation to that though, like... Do you really want to win one? Yeah, more than anybody else does at this point. I know what, right, all the people that I would, the only person that potentially gets more shit than me is Jack. Yeah. Because Jack's obviously been around a long time. He's, got the, he's, he's one of the highest subscribed people in the community. He's got that reputation of being good at the game. I'm sure he gets grief sometimes for not winning one. Outside of Jack, and I, and I, I dare say more than Jack, no one gives more. No one gives anyone as much shit as they give me for not winning. Like whether that's Spencer FC going, you've created a tournament, you can't even win. It's like, well, you, sorry, did Hashtag United play four, <laughs> four, four years, create their own fixtures? I think you're fine, they did, mate. Uh, to be fair, they did win a lot of them. So I should have taken, I should have taken advice uh, from Spencer on that one. Or, or yeah, or literally anybody else just reminding me on podcasts that I'm yet to win a tournament is. So, I, I have no idea what it's just something that I think the viewers will want to know about like your perception of it like like I'd know. love to win Diz I really want to win I make that clear after every elimination I got I was quite I got quite fiery at the end of my recent my recent <laughs> exit uh, in the final one of 21 yeah I, 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 yeah I did a few swears but yeah, the emotions are running high <laughs> I remember that that was hilarious um yeah so okay so so you get to win one what do you think um, the future holds for the Football Manager Streamer Showdown because I think Ooh. from a creator's point of view now um, you've seen it grow obviously it's got to where it is now I think because of that there are now loads of other competitions which we'll talk about in a bit but how do you see the Streamer Showdown growing and what would you like to see in the future in relation to it? So Matt's just been uh, helping me move he came to my, he drove, came to my house stayed, stayed with me for a few days and we had a, a really long conversation actually about what we do now to make it better and and what's important to make it better and what's actually not so important to make it better and how much of that relies on other people and, and other people that we have involved currently and people that we'd look to get involved in the future um how much that that comes down to who's sponsoring the event and and how much effort they can put into pushing and promoting it i feel like kfc did a really good job in that regard i think we felt we'd, so we'd love to have someone come in and do a similar kind of vibe to that equally having someone come in that we think is, is respectable enough to sort of carry our name as much as we are to carry theirs. I think there's there's two sides of that, especially when it's sort of influencer marketing as well. You have to have that, um, that that it's almost like mutual respect between company and and production, I guess is the way I'd put it. Um, for all in all, like a lot of people ask me, will it be bigger? Will we have more people? I think our format's really good. So, so no, it'll, it'll always be nine people. Um, Unless we do like one-off events where maybe we have a 16 or a 32-man tournament and we, we put like an outrageous amount of effort into doing one of those, um, the format's always going to be the same. In terms of where I see it going next year, 
because of, because of the pandemic, one of my big things has been I want to do a live one. I want to do one in person, um, and that that could still happen next year. Like I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm confident it will happen next year. I don't know when, where, or how yet, but we've got time. You know, we've got we've got a good year before maybe we do it as the climax to 22. We'll be in a venue somewhere. We can have live people, like live people. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> we can have people turn up live and uh, and be a part of an audience and. Call me a bottle job in person, which I'm, you know, I could hand out foam bottles they can throw, and oh, that'd be what a laugh that'll be. Just. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'll um, make him. I've, I've still got the template for oh, the yeah, other one. Imagine you have your own t shirt with all Benji bottle it. That'd be great. Get him on the desk somewhere, God's <laughs> sake. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely will see it. I, I definitely see it getting bigger and better. It's not slowing down. We had a period of three three months where it didn't happen. We had the Euros. Matt got COVID. Uh, we then had loads of scheduling issues. So there was like, there was a, there was a period of time where nothing quite fit for anybody um but yeah the plan is to is to go f- f- full full steam ahead for fm22 and i say me and matt had a really good conversation about it i won't say too much <laughs> but um there'll be some cool changes there'll be some some cool differences uh but equally it'll be a showdown that i think most people will recognize and i think that's important too so a lot of people want to be involved in the streamer showdown what did they have to do to get involved there's the, like I, I get this question a lot right and i think you've asked me before doing this doing this and the answer hasn't no actually that's not true the answer has changed when we first did it the answer i gave was all you gotta do is stream and you got a chance that's not true anymore that was that was true um but that's not enough anymore but that, that the point of me saying that was to hopefully encourage people to pick it up and start streaming and i don't, I don't whether, whether me saying it as an influence or not i think we both agree there are a lot more people yeah. streaming football manager in the last year than there were previous years it's a crazy difference in how many people now are live I was looking through the figures a while ago and it was it's, it's literally doubled yeah. from what it was last year, which is insane really time-wise of streaming. Of course, there's been a pandemic. Of course, that will affect numbers, not just football managers numbers, but but streamer numbers as well. And that's that's part of the job for me. The new, the new way to get involved is be the best streamer on the platform. And that sounds really, that sounds like a really difficult thing to get to. And the way in which you achieve that is you put time, effort, consideration, and a bit of passion into it. And then, and that is how you give yourself the best chance. Like I, I, we don't want people that don't have good quality microphones, don't have good quality cameras, and will look out of place within the streamer showdown. There are plenty of guys right now that we've not had involved yet that would fit in perfectly. But we're just, again, it's all about timing for us as much as it is for them. As long as they're consistent, they keep going. They show that they want to be a part of it, right? And that's that's a big thing for me. You were an example of that. You were someone that came to me and said, I've, I've done this. How can I be involved? Can I do Can I do more? Like every showdown, in fact, you, you are someone that comes to me and says, what can I do to help? And that's that, that, doesn't, like, that doesn't happen by accident, right? I think that's you saying to me, I want to be involved. I can be involved. And that's I'm looking for people like that. That's, that's how a lot of people will work their way up to being more and more involved we're, we're about to take on something i'll say sort of vaguely we're about to take on a whole new number of people to help with some of our behind the scenes stuff and to do some stuff on camera for us as well hopefully but that's not going to happen overnight so we need to build a relationship up with those people to the point where maybe if they are streamers themselves we can get them into a, a breakdown or a showdown or a lowdown and they can they can showcase what they do there ultimately as well as i'm sure we'll come on to there are loads of other competitions that I'm watching and I want the best people. I'm not, I'll make no bones about it. Like I watch those tournaments and I'm watching with the explicit understanding of I'm going to take the best people and put them in the showdown because the way in which we, we are, we are a production of football manager. We are not a football manager production. 
Yeah. And that that is that is potentially the difference between the way we look at it and the way other tournaments look at it. And I'm not saying we do it the right way. That's just the way we would like to do it. That's I, I don't know. I, I don't want people to think that it's like it's elitist. If, if it's elitist to, to want to have the best people in it who we think are doing the best content, then I guess we are. But I'd rather have that than just accept anybody. And then there's loads of pitfalls that come with just having anyone, which I'm sure we can talk about if you want. But it's yeah. just I'm very keen to avoid all of those pitfalls. Well, I was going to ask, um, what are those pitfalls then? So <laughs> we've had situations recently as well where they've come up and I've had some really great conversations with, with a number of creators and it's something that, we, that we've talked about before and i'm sure so this will this will be very familiar to you but for anyone watching maybe it won't be is that i my one of my big responsibilities with the streamer showdown is to protect people that are in it and not to hang people out to dry and basically i know when i invite someone to a showdown the worst person they're gonna have to deal with in any circumstance showdown related is me <laughs> like so, so so i know where i can pitch the level if it's me just like ribbing mckins who we had in recently or going in a lot harder on jack or kev or zeke my relationship with those boys is just different right they one i know they can take it two i know they're expecting it and three they'll give it back and so on that sense you can kind of do it with mckins you can have like you can have fun with some of the new guys and i think you know, i always bring someone in i have a really good conversation with them before they even talk to anybody else before they ever before they do anything with anybody explain the processes talk them through what to expect let myself be as available as possible to, to anything they would need during it and then hopefully their comfort level is of that that one i've already asked them to be in it and i'd like to think that for most people that's a pretty good motivation or a confidence boost to say actually i belong here like and i, I say that's all of them i say don't worry about getting shit for anyone for the fact you're involved you're in it because collectively as a group like who, who are in the showdown who take part in it who give feedback on it we've thought collectively you should be involved so don't worry about thinking you don't deserve to be there I feel sometimes that comes up with people like i don't know why i'm here it's like because we think you're good enough to be here and on the other side of the coin to that i'm fully aware that sounds like oh so the people that haven't been in it don't deserve to be there kind of like and i've said this on a podcast before recently like ultimately i make that choice and it comes down to my years of doing this and now years of doing it professionally, you can't find many, in fact, I think I'm gonna be bold enough to say, I don't think anyone's been doing football manager content professionally as long as me. I don't think like in terms of like video and, and streaming content. So I'm using that, what I would consider expertise to make those calculated decisions on who I think is right and who I think is wrong for the showdown on loads of different factors. And it's not a closed shop. I hope people realize that. Like. It, <laughs> the thing with content creation you take anyone that's in the showdown right now you go watch their first stream and you watch their last showdown appearance and you tell me if there's a difference i'll i'll give you the spoilers there is the point is they improve to a point where when they show a willingness to be involved and part of that is hitting that criteria of having a great microphone being presentable having a stream that looks professional having video quality that looks professional these are things that take time. I'm not saying go out and buy a DSLR. I'm not saying go out and buy a 300 pound microphone. I'm saying build your stream up over a, over a period of time. Could be could be six months, could be a year, could be three years. And that will give you the best opportunity to be involved if that's what you want to do. So we are, we are looking, again, we are looking for the best people. I don't, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, and I'll, I'll continue to defend, the, to, to defend that decision-making process because I think what we create with the showdown is 
fucking great and i'm and i'm really proud of it I, there's not many things i've done content wise that i'm more proud of so yeah i'll defend that mindset are there any current up and comers that you're watching now who you wouldn't mind naming who you think are oh, their content's good and and they i'll tell you now i'm not going to name anyone okay cool. no, that's fine <laughs> but, yeah, but 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 to answer the question yes of course there are of course there are there are i would say the list goes between three and ten there is there is a around that that area of people where there's there's quite a few people we look at and go like and dude, you've been in calls so yeah. <laughs> cut to deuce's camera right now there are people that i say very regularly someone brings them up and i say and my response is not yet which is not never or no it's just not yet and again that comes down to me protecting them i don't want someone to come in and look out of place or feel uncomfortable or not be ready yet but equally i'm acknowledging the fact that oh at some point yeah they'll definitely be involved and for some people we escalate that quicker and we and we we, we cycle up that process for other people it's like well i just want to make sure that they really care about what they're doing because if they really care about what they're doing it's much easier to have the mindset of caring about what we're doing and ultimately the overall the overarching like idea of the showdown is again a quite important value for us so ben when you're thinking about lineups and things like that do you ever consider representation in relation to like um, bame or, or females or, or or disability things like that uh yeah of course we've had we've had some really great conversations actually um, both me and Matt privately and as a group I feel like as well we've, we've, I don't think you could back me up there <laughs> we've had some conversations about that um, ultimately it goes back to what I'm saying that I, I understand the responsibility of, of having a diverse community and making sure people, people feel welcome ultimately and I'd like to think they would feel the same about this I want people that are the best and I, your gender or your race or your sexuality or your, or your any preference you might have that is that is deemed different to other people i i don't <laughs> in the nicest possible way when selecting a lineup for the showdown or the lowdown or the breakdown i don't i do not give a shit because again we're, we're looking for the best people and if we start to represent those people and more of them be involved then great that's just that they're doing a great job individually as they are and and if we can give them a platform to do some great things then that's great right and, and it's difficult i don't think i'd like to i'd like to think anyway maybe i'm wrong and maybe and if i am wrong then i'm it's one of these areas i'm very much happy to be educated on right because we have and i'm not afraid to say it we have a very white like group involved in the streamer showdown a, a white male group that is quite a dominant subsect i also think it's quite a dominant subsect of football manager players <laughs> so my pool of people to pick from is quite limited um but there are situations where i might invite people of different backgrounds that just that say no one week but it doesn't mean they're not being asked it doesn't mean they're not being talked about or being being part of the conversation it's it's hard when you've got such a limited amount of spots as well it is hard to integrate people in that are sometimes like deserving of a chance you're testing someone out you're trying something but again all of those conversations and all those decisions come down to merit and that's something that i will continue to strive for i'd like to think that no one looks at the showdown and thinks it's this or it's that like hopefully because i'm willing to have this conversation with you now and talk about it on camera now that our intentions and the way that which we approach things is is quite clear like i'm not there's not a big secret discussion of we, we are not going to have any women in it we are not going to have any like black people in it like <laughs> that's never a conversation i would entertain it's not a conversation I, I i would even be a part of actually like if anyone came in with that sort of viewpoint 
then they wouldn't be involved in anything we do. And I, speak, speaking speaking to you about it, obviously you've asked me the question. Do you do you agree that we're doing it the right way, or do you think that that we could approach it slightly differently? I'm I'm always interested. Um, I think yeah, I think representation matters. I really do, but at the same time, I fully understand that there is a lack of constant, um, from my point of view, minority streamers that you can pick from um, who've got good quality, good everything. I mean, my experiences with you guys, I mean, I've never ever felt like I'm a minority or anything like that. I've never felt any different in the group calls. You are open and honest, like in relation to, like, I don't feel like I'm picked on or anything like that. I've had nothing but positive experiences, you know, at the end of Sunday chats, whenever we're all together, et cetera, et cetera. but yeah, whilst I do agree representation matters, I do think that there has to be that standard as well that has to be met. Yeah, and it's a standard I hope people strive for. I hope people don't see it as like a block. I don't I don't want people to see that as, a, oh, I can never reach that height. Like I hope they, think they see it as something, oh, I'm going to jump over that and I'm going to make it impossible to ignore. Like I, I want to be involved in things. Um, yeah, when it when it comes to you, for example, I like it never even enters my mind. I, like it's the skills you bring to a broadcast that I care about. I've, yeah, the rest of it is, again, in the nicest possible way, so irrelevant to me. Like, I, I really don't care. Um, no, thanks for answering that, to be fair. I just felt like it was something that needs to be picked on because yeah, we a, have had... It's a great question. Yeah, we have had quite a few um, racial incidents throughout the, the, the um, 2021. Um, you know, whether it's hate raids or, or individuals in the FM community... As the head of the table, I think that's the second time I've used that today. What are your perceptions about this and, and how do you feel about it? I mean, I know personally what your views are on this, but I think it would yeah. be great for everyone else to know as well. I think that I think there's, that is a really depressing story to be told here. And I think that you're right, we. And when you say we, I always find that as an interesting... I assume when you say we, you mean the football manager community. Yeah. Is that, is that, what, you're, is that yeah. what you're saying? I think, the, I think the problem is far bigger than that, actually. I think, I think the football manager community is it's a societal issue it's i don't i don't necessarily think that i think that the, the streamer showdown or the football manager community is just maybe sometimes caught up in the societal issue that we have with discrimination in this country and globally that when people feel as if they've got an anonymous account to hide behind or they feel like they've got no one watching that they can say and do what they want and and that's going to be forgiven and okay and, and, it, and it's I'd like, to, I'd like to think as a community we don't have to come out every week or every month and say that we're against different forms of discrimination I would I would hope so there are clearly some people that haven't got that message yet and it's about it's a it's a drum that I'm more than happy to be at the front of the the band banging like there's I feel like they generally I don't interact with anybody on a on a semi-regular basis at this point that would even come close to having those sorts of conversations or making those type of remarks about anything anyone or anything right they would just it wouldn't come into to to my space when it comes to the community as i say i think i think the issue is bigger i think people think like i, I it's so sad i think we've regressed a little bit in the last few years and it's it, do you know what do you know i think part of it i've never spoke about this before but i think part of it is that when there's a racial attack or, or something happens it's reported on by mass media and by different loads of different areas of, of social sites but also of mass media and if you're a if you're a fan who's got nothing going on in their life and i say a fan very loosely right if you're a football supporter if you watch the game that weekend and 
you've got nothing going on and, and your family don't give a shit and your friends maybe you haven't got any like i think some of it sometimes this comes from quite a lonely place quite an angry place quite a, a frustrated place guess what when you abuse a footballer someone will notice you and either fight back or will give you the attention that you're not getting elsewhere and there are loads of different people that are basically quote unquote trolls online right and will say things to get a reaction and to be provocative but it's sad that discrimination and race will get the most amount of attention and it will get the most amount of reaction and rightly so but the but the the other side of that coin is that that leads often young people or people that are struggling to think my only impact is if i say something negative about this group and then my saturday night sorted then my thursday morning sorted and that's quite sad and i think sometimes the fm community might have been caught up in that i think generally like if i look at like recent events if you're if you're some moron in a twitch chat or a, or a youtube comment or on twitter trying to discourage someone by being grossly offensive then you're quite simply you're not a part of our community i don't recognize you as part of our community and i'd like to think i speak on behalf of everybody when i say that it's quite a, it's quite a blanket thing for me to say and say on behalf of everybody but i'd like to think i'd have the back in it i don't think there's anyone that would fight me on that yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hope so anyway um so yeah, I think I think the football manager community is just a subset of the football community and as and, 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 a, and a societal issue that is becoming more prominent and rearing its ugly head far too often. And the only way it stops is if action is taken by social media companies, by people of influence, and um, and we fall into a part of that as well. And I think the, the decisions that we have to make as a community on what we stand for. But I'd also like to think that. For anyone that's new looking in from the outside they don't need to be told this is a safe space i like to think we project ourselves as a safe space no that's great to hear to be fair and i think that will put people's mind at ease and i mean they should know that anyway like i say like i've got nothing but positive experiences with you but i think mm. you as a representative of the football manager community as a whole i think like i say not recognizing people who act like that is is um is really uh, just just on that as much as i don't want people to be acknowledged for doing that sort of thing equally if and, I, and, I, and i'll put this out blanket to anybody that watches this if you see it and you're not sure what to do about it and you're not sure who to tell about it and you're looking for someone to tell about it dm me message me email me show me i'll make sure they don't work with anyone in the community ever again i know that sounds quite like serious and quite stern but I'll, I'll make sure that if it's severe obviously there are levels to this okay there, and that's that's a nuanced conversation that is probably best had in isolation rather than yeah. us talking about my 100k plaque do you know what I, mean? like, <laughs> I think there's a, there's a serious conversation to be had there um but i will do my i'll do my best to make sure that that sort of thing is eradicated from our community and isn't something that is given room to breathe i think that's the that is that's one of the bigger issues and that's amazing because at the end of the day representation needs allies and it you know without a shadow of a doubt yeah you're you're an ally so thank you so much for that ben um and just so you know that was even in the question so i appreciate that ben um oh, no. Pleasure. i want to go back to the football tournaments now because yeah um from the streamer showdown this year has seen a range of different tournaments just off the top of my head if i just named three um the playoffs the super league which i won um and <laughs> <laughs> and no, I like the fact you, you didn't say it first. You thought I'll be humble. I'll say it second, and then drop that I want it. 
That was good. That was good. You didn't say current champion, Mr. Dill. I like that. No, no, reigning, defending. I mean, there's yeah. the plaque. Um, and then the wasted possession, for instance. But there's there's hun- not hundreds, there's tens more. Do you take some pride in that? Because I genuinely believe that, that they are all like, they've all seen the streamer showdown as inspiration. And now we've got all these great tournaments, which which has all this cross um, community working Pollina- together. Pollination. Pollination Poll- is the word. It's a great word, isn't it? Pollination. <laughs> um, is that something you're proud of? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to take all the credit for it. I li- I'd like to think that people, um, part, part of me doing football manager tournaments, part of me pushing online, was to create this, like was to create this situation where we put hopefully some pressure off our managers to make changes and hopefully they do that. Hopefully they they, they look at the, the success that we're having and we look, and hopefully they look at the numbers of people playing it and think, do you know what, actually, yeah, we should we should care more about this and hopefully they do. When I watch other tournaments and I do watch other tournaments, I watch all of them to, to some level. I don't, I wouldn't, I'm not going to sit here and watch it the whole way through religiously. I doubt many of them do the same for the showdown. People have their own lives. <laughs> like, unless you're totally committed then. Um, yeah, it's pretty understandable. I think it's great. Like I, I want to see, I want to see more of them. I want to see, but I also want to make sure they're done in the right way and and they're done with the right ideas in mind and the, and the right end product. And ultimately, I want to see people having fun playing online football manager. And if that's done through tournaments or done through versus competitions or whatever else, then then great. Um, there's there's no, I don't, I don't, I'm not protective over online football manager. If anything, I want to make sure more people are doing it. I think the next barrier to break down is that it's great that loads of people do content on it and it's great that we have all these tournaments i want to see more people playing it that aren't members of the like the content community i want to try and push that over to getting people to want to play with their mates on, a, on an evening right take a couple of hours aside yeah, yeah, play a 4v4 draft or whatever and have fun with that and ultimately that's going to happen if the game improves um there's a reason they're not playing it now it's not going to change just because we're playing it. Like it's going to take the game to, to improve in that area. So um, yeah, hopefully in the next few years we see that. But uh, as far as tournaments are concerned, keep them coming. Well, I think one of the big criticisms to begin with about the streamer showdown was it was seen as this this isolated group that were just up in the sky kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of these tournaments have now, I mean, you were the first one to say, like, you know, invite them, invite them, invite in, invite us, <laughs> invite the streamer yeah. showdown lot. And now they've actually gone out and you've seen Curtie win a couple of tournaments. You've seen um, you've seen myself win a tournament. I don't know if I've mentioned it or not. You've seen myself win a tournament. Um, yeah. Does it ever like make you a little bit more proud that one of the streamer showdown that have won those tournaments? Or does it frustrate you because you haven't won one? It makes me realise I'm going to have to start put, putting exclusivity contracts into people's <laughs> <laughs> yearly contract. Um, no, no, it's great. Yeah, it frustrates the... Yes, it is. Thanks, man. Uh, I think the, I think the ch- I will say, like, openly, I think the chance of me being in any of these tournaments is really unlikely. Like, I think me... I, th- I, th- I don't think it would be fair on those those competitions for me to go in and I know what I'm like. I'd mm. spot things that I don't like and I wouldn't be able to not say anything. Uh, whereas if it's the showdown, that's fine because it's sort of the thing I, I created um, with the help of Matt. So that's... That's yeah. That's that's that, that's legal to do. <laughs> I, don't, I, think, I feel like crossing too many lines uh, with other people would be a problem. Um, yeah, I thought when it, when it first started, it was funny because everyone was calling the football manager streamer showdown uh, a, a bit too a bit of an old boys club. You know, it's all all of Benji's mates. And my my response to that at the time was, of 
course it is. I want to have people I trust and know that this will be successful. And over a year later, I think I made the right choice in terms of trying to build it up. So I've got no regrets on that. But also it came from people that would go, well, you never invite us to anything. And then we had about 20 people involved in the showdown. And then we did a showdown one weekend. I don't remember if you were part of it. I think you might have been. Yeah. And I sat afterwards and I just said, anyone been invited to any of these other tournaments? And there was just a silence. And I went, funny that, innit? Like, and it's just like, well, you don't want us to be involved, but equally people didn't want us to be involved. And that barrier now seems to have been completely broken down. And that's great. I love to see other people getting involved. I think there's certain people involved in the showdown that won't. Like tournaments can be a big commitment. And I think they still sort of prioritize the showdown in that sense. And for me personally, big fan of that. <laughs> but also like I, I've encouraged, you've been a part of these conversations we've had as groups. You've never found me say to anybody, don't do it. You've always you've always heard me say, yeah, like if you get the opportunity, if you get invited and you've got the time and you want to commit to it, then please do it yeah. because it's great for you to do. And it only increases the popularity and the validity of, of, of online content. And ultimately, again, it comes down to, I want people playing it. Which once again, like I've never heard you say anything negative about that. You've always been a case of, well, like you say, if you've got the time, do it. Yeah. And... So yeah, and, and a few few of the showdown guys came back to me and said, "Oh, I've been invited to this. Do you care if I do it?" I'm like, "No, win it, <laughs> go yeah. win it. Like, go go show that we've got some like quality football manager players in our tournaments." So um, yeah, some people have really shot, and Kurt is a great example. And what the space is a disgrace. So <laughs> you know, there's a, it's a nice blend of people that are great and not so great. You know what made me laugh when you had the um, the Tom versus with the space, and I think Tom won, and you and you made it a a qualifier for the next streamer showdown. <laughs> Yeah, that was a big gamble because I'm behind the scenes. Jack couldn't make it. So it was a case of, Tom, you better win him, mate, because this will look great. Tom did win. So it was like, oh, sorry, Jack, you're not involved. Oh, always no. looking for a storyline. Always looking for a storyline. <laughs> that was brilliant, to be fair. That was brilliant. Um, obviously, I've got to mention Mike Sweet Left Foot as well, who's won two tournaments as well. Um, he'll kill yeah. me otherwise. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so so we've talked about pretty much the year or, or, or 2021 in relation to you with content and, and the things that you've been involved with. I think one of the main things I want to talk about now is obviously you've been doing all of this and you've been going through a really hard time as well. You had a couple of instances around the summertime where you were having anxiety attacks and panic attacks live on stream. You were struggling mentally. Mm. How did you cope with that and how did you come through it in the end? Uh, oh, mate, to begin with, not very well at all. <laughs> um, I, I had a couple without knowing that I was having them. I thought I was just like, I just thought I wasn't very well. I was like, oh man, I'm just like, I'm gonna go see a doctor soon if this carries on. And then it was actually the point in which I had one on stream. I was like, so I had one on stream and I thought that's, and I'd obviously like heard of panic attacks and I'd read up on them and I'd seen people have them and I'd watched content on them and what have you. And uh, when you realize you're having one, like I felt my first feeling, it's funny isn't it? My first feeling wasn't like fear or anything. Like that. I was just embarrassed. I was like, man, I'm having this on stream. Like, I'm so sorry to people are watching. No one's tuned in for this. Because I often see my streams as an escape. Like a fun, laid-back laugh. And I don't want people to come to my streams thinking, oh, God, am I going to be, like, suffering, dealing with something? Especially if you're having them yourself. Mm. Like, I don't want people to come to my stream and think, oh, man, I'm trying to get away from, like, these feelings and see them. On the reverse of that, like, of course, having them on stream hopefully makes people realise anyone has them. It's not a case of that they can only happen to certain people. Um, but for me, it was it was a really big... It was a really big thing for me because I, this is, I, like, I never spoke about this really. I don't think I, I don't think I tweeted about this. There's lots of things I don't tweet. I, I don't tweet more than I do tweet. I think that goes for everyone. But sometimes people, people, people forget that. 
that I I felt like it was breaking down a lot of barriers that I very intentionally put up. Like I, I remember saying, I remember having like a, a very teary conversation with Ellie, yeah. just going, "Yeah, but I'm supposed to be bulletproof." Like of all the people in the community that either look up to me or like respect what I do, I'm supposed to be. I'm again. I used like, I used the phrase to her, like, I'm supposed to be bulletproof. And you went, "Yeah, but you're not." And it's like, "Yeah, but." sometimes people need to realize that they can kind of do anything and if i have things that restrict me from doing that then that can be really difficult and as a result like i didn't stream for a period of time because my fear was i don't want to i don't want to fire up the stream and it happen again mm. and then it because then because that, that's what that's exactly what happened i did stream again and it happened again yeah but this time i'd already talked about it and everybody knew what was happening and it was great to see the, the VOD numbers double for that one. It was like, obviously, word spread. It was like, oh, okay, right. I guess people want to see me having a panic attack. That's great. Thanks, everybody. That was a weird subject. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a really bizarre time. It was, it was a time that I, don't really, I can't really explain. I think in total, I'm not keeping a chart or anything, but I think I've probably had around 10 now. And so when you think about it, I had, I had a flurry of them. I had a couple like me and Noah were like on the away, uh, like going away to something. We were going to the zoo one day, and I had one on the way to the zoo in the car. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really know. I was very stressed during that time, right? I was, we were trying to sort a house move out. We were trying to get Doug a bedroom. And again, hashtag get Doug a bedroom was was a big thing for us. It was making sure that he was comfortable. He's had his own room. With COVID, it became so difficult. Like house, how the housing market near us it was like. In a twenty-mile radius, the problem is twenty miles from where I used to live. Ten miles of that, like semicircles, was just in the sea, so that wasn't very useful. Like you can't live out on, <laughs> like there's no islands out there <laughs> on the coast of Norfolk. So, um, so the, the housing, the housing situation, like there was about four houses within a ten-mile radius, and obviously, the reason for the radius is that we're close to family. We're, we've got that support group and that support network. So it was very much a case of well, we need to be in that, and we were because there was no houses. We were beginning to expand that up to forty miles, which would have us like live on the other side of Norwich and be very far away, like a good in Norfolk. That can be an hour drive at times, being like forty miles away, or whatever. So it was there was there were some big there were, there were lots of big life decisions that were bleeding into my content, and as a result, again, I think my stress levels were just going through the roof. And when you do a job like this, when when this is your career. You know that when you take breaks, when you stop, when you have moments of like silence, essentially, people go and watch someone else. It's the natural, like I do it. If someone doesn't upload to YouTube for three months, do you think I'm waiting for that next video? Or do you think I've moved on to watch someone who does something similar and I might enjoy more? You're damn right. <laughs> like That's exactly what I do. So there is that there is that fear factor attached. So that then plays into your mind. Like I, I've said publicly before, and that sort of plays into it. I guess I'll, I'll round off my point and I'll, I'll let you ask more questions because that's the, that's the point of this. No, but, no, it's, but, fine, um, it's fine. I want to know everything about what you were so, going through at the time. So uh, not not being not being visible and not being like, I don't know how I want to word this to, to, to sound coherent because it's still, as much as it's something I've been through, it's, it's still something I'm still trying to understand. I'm not, when it comes to, when it comes to mental health and depression, hmm. I, it's something I feel really comfortable talking about. Yeah. And it's something I can talk about with a lot of clarity and a lot of seriousness. And I can give my entire journey, I can map it out, you know, because it happened 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was a process that happened over a number of years. And I've, I've spent the last six years 
sort of analyzing it in positive ways to, so I can spot patterns and trends to stop it from happening. And that was the big, that was the thing with panic attacks is that I didn't, I didn't at the time, I didn't really know where they were coming on. I didn't know how to control them. I didn't have to stop them. The first one I had, when I had it on stream, I had, I'd had one before, but the first big one I had, I had on stream and I stopped the stream and it lasted about eight hours. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, my heart rate was pounding. I was sweating beyond belief. I had this overarching feeling of, of scared, fear, nervousness that I could not explain. Thought I was dying for like the whole thing. And like, I'm going through it. I'm like, what is happening here? What is happening? And I'm realizing, okay, I'm probably having a panic attack. But again, when you've not really had that many of them, it's hard to know. Yeah. So, and so an hour comes upstairs after a couple of hours. Like I said to her, I'm streaming for four hours. She's either out or downstairs, whatever. And after two hours of my four hour stream, I've just I've stopped streaming. I've walked out the room. I've got I've just laid on our bed, and she's come up a couple of hours later. I looked at my office, not there. She comes to the bedroom. She says, "Everything all right?" She comes in. I'm just like drenched, heart pounding. I go, "I've just had a panic attack on stream." Like I feel horrendous. Like, I couldn't. And again, and also like as much as I feel like I've got these these barriers of being bulletproof with other people, that, there's there's times where I, I want to have that for Ellie as well. Yeah. I want to make her feel like whether that be financially or whether that be physically sometimes right as, as, as a guy you're like i want to i want you to know that you are always going to be protected by me and, I, and i'm here to look after you too mm. um so that, so then the pressures of that and the stress of every other element get very they're big like, and it wasn't something i'd have to deal with i had to deal with before um i've not had one for probably a month now i don't know why that is i don't know if they they said you could have the house yeah. <laughs> and i was like okay i'm breathing we're good and now everything's fine and then ellie reveals to me how much fridges cost and i'm like oh god it's coming back it's coming back i was like oh god okay um but no so yeah i think a lot of, a lot of the stress a lot of the pressure um disappeared a little bit but but as a result like there have been days when i wake up and i feel i feel it bubbling a little bit and i just think i'm, I'm gonna have a chill day today i'm not gonna put myself in that position and again when you do this when this is your financial income it's difficult to say to yourself stop because otherwise that, then the pressure kicks in of well if i stop then i'm not earning any money for the family that i'm trying to protect it's, it's a very don't do this as a job folks <laughs> that, that's that is that sometimes what that's sometimes i want that to be my advice sometimes like i don't know unless you're in a pretty comfortable stable situation or you're trying to get out of a really dark situation and this could be your out like i don't know if you're, if you're in a precarious situation like this is not an area i would i would delve into because mentally it's quite quite draining i guess is the word well it sounds like ultimately you need some time off but i think i think you yeah, you yeah. you gave an example um, a couple of weeks ago I, I remember you tweeting it saying that your term series is dead but but it wasn't it was, <laughs> it was the fact that you hadn't you hadn't uploaded in a week because you lost your voice and didn't yeah, that, that, that affect your viewership didn't it so you can't just disappear like like even everything that you've got going on and then that's your daily income isn't it and, and your monthly income yeah and that's what that's where the that's where the stress comes in like very often if i'm if i have like my hair cut or someone like a health visitor came around once for for dog or or, or whatever like that. basically people that don't do this as a job who are then in the position where they have to say to me, oh, what do you do for a, what do you do for a job? And I have to say, oh, I do, I'm an influencer, I do content. And they ask two, straight away, they go, oh, how many followers have you got? My, my son watches Fortnite or whatever. <laughs> and I, so I would always say, oh, around 100,000. Now I've got the, no, I don't have to say anything, I'm just going to point at the wall. I'm going to go, you, you see that? That's how it is. 
uh, and then they ask how much money you make and they say oh my son would love to do that as a job and the first my instant reaction is don't mm. like focus on school focus on doing all that sort of stuff first and then if they go down a creative like path that leads them to do this or they're old enough to sort of make that conscious decision themselves then great do um, and sometimes I think that conversation needs to be had with people that are in their 30s <laughs> that think that this is like their route out of whatever they're going through and there's there's a lot and it's, it's a difficult thing to say because and I saw KSI did a tweet I'm sure everyone's very much familiar with him these days mm. where he like he says he works so hard that like sometimes it just like gets on top of him and people are like yeah I bet you really struggled waking up and doing a 20 minute reddit video and it's like and I didn't, I, I didn't reply to it but it's just I think FNG did some tweets sort of commenting on it and I just I think I replied to one of them and just sort of said plus one as if to say like oh yeah I couldn't agree more and again the mental side of this job and I, I think FNG might have said it like if you do a nine to five you probably have to leave at eight o'clock half eight you come home at five o'clock and then in between the hours in which you're not there you don't really have to think about that job now don't get me wrong there'll be loads of situations I've got family and friends that are in the situation where problems they have at work do influence their real life but ultimately you are allowed the, the the freedom to switch off during those times this is and i've been doing this for six years sort of full time this is a, this when you're on you're on there is there isn't an off if you if you take your phone out with you you're still plugged in to this and i don't know many people that go out without their phones mm -hmm. <laughs> so the point the point the time you get off this job is when you lay down at night and go to bed and actually sleep because and I, I guess I'm speaking for a lot of influencers is that and I'm not a big fan of the word influencers but it's the term these days right I have to put it on my HMRC <laughs> form so I guess that's, that's what it is is I'll lay down and I'll think right I'm comfortable and then my iPad will go Ding, and I'm like okay back up again what's that okay oh I've had an email there lovely stuff okay great but down we go again Ding. I guess I'm, well, I'm not quite asleep yet so I'm up again <laughs> okay, I'll just have a little look there and and then, and then when you wake up, I, the first thing I check isn't the time. It's uh, how I had any important DMs or emails that I need to deal with straight away. And that's that's been the, the, the job for six years. I had a break this July, June. We went away for a few days. Yeah. Then we went away for five days. And the internet was terrible. The signal was really bad. And all that did was give me anxiety. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was like, this is this is not working. Actually, I will say something else. I just It's just come back into my brain is... is what I think brought on my panic attacks. Yeah. And there was a lot of stress and there was lots of things like that. And this is a very, for some people, this would be quite a niche reference and they won't, they won't get it. Um, but Bo Burnham released a special mm. uh, called Inside on Netflix. I don't know if you've watched it. I don't know yeah, if any yeah, influencers yeah. have watched it. I don't know if you've watched it yourself, Dibs, but, but Bo Burnham is a, is a month older than me. Uh, was doing YouTube. If those have seen my 100K video, you'll know that I did YouTube in 2006, 2007, 2008, when Bo started as well. And his relationship and journey with content creation, as much as he's been in sort of Hollywood films and as Netflix specials and has succeeded on a far higher level than I, I've, I've yet to reach. Yet to reach is very important. Yet to reach. Um, I identify with a lot of how he feels. Uh, so when he has the ability and the genius to to, to compartmentalise that into a song, and but also into a bit of text or to say how he's feeling in a way that you've not yet heard but definitely feel... Like it was almost like someone held the mirror up and went, oh, by the way, this is you and you go through all these things. And when you're just in the cycle of making content, you never really think about it. But in both special, he talks about how it basically makes him feel. And 
again, that's something that I think a lot of influencers watched and came away from and thought, actually, I didn't really like that because you held the mirror up there. And if you're just like, if you're just a regular viewer of stuff, then maybe that sometimes gets lost. And I think Bo's experiences and journey of being like an online creator that, that rose to fame very quickly and had a lot of eyes on, and then how he sort of had to step away and come back and step away and come back and have those moments of, of anxiety, right? And having panic attacks and not being well. Um, yeah, I, I, I identified with a lot of that. And I, so I'm not blaming him because I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of his work. I think he's, I think he's absolutely excellent. And I'd encourage anyone to watch it because um, again, it just gives you, it, he explains that culture far better than I can. Um, but yeah, it definitely, it definitely impacted me negatively. I wouldn't want him to know that because I feel like hopefully he's not watching uh, Bo. <laughs> But yeah, it had a huge, profound effect on me. Um, there was because one of my panic attacks was while watching it, mm -hmm. so I feel like it was somewhat related. I was in a room. It was me, Ellie, El sister, and her partner watching the special, and it was like the third time I'd watched it. And one of the songs towards the end comes on, and, and as, as a result, I've not watched it. Mm -hmm. Like again, I, I can't even listen to the music of it because um, I think it's a trigger for my panic attacks. So uh, he's brilliant. But it's also that's a quite a conflicting statement. Definitely watch it. I watched it and had panic attacks. Good luck. Like I don't, I don't know. So, uh, something can be brilliant, but it can also shed a light of something that you love. But but it's like the you don't want to acknowledge what it brings to you. If that makes sense, like the negative side of it. Yeah, it, it, in a way, it was cathartic. Yeah. But on another level, it was very like triggering oh yeah i'm not yeah it was a bit it was a bit too real for yeah, me yeah. at times um and i think like, there's a point where ellie looks at me and she can see i've been with her 13 years she looks at me and she can see how i'm feeling about it and she's like oh wow okay yeah this actually is very i know you and this is you he's, he's talking about you isn't he and i'm like yep <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it <laughs> yeah very scary but despite but definitely watch it just to clarify again <laughs> definitely watch it you learn a lot about how uh, online creators think um, but that's the thing as well, that like in relation to online creation, like real. T so when I'm on it, for instance, me, like if I have an idea, if I wake up silly o'clock at night and I have an idea, I'll wake up, put it in my notes, et cetera, et cetera. And then like put my phone away. But by then I've woken myself up, if that makes sense. So then I'm just thinking yeah. about the idea, about how to expand on it and how to make it better. I imagine that that happens with you on a regular basis as well. Yeah, the absolute worst moment is when you forget to write it down. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're and then you're spending you spend a whole day thinking, what was it? What was it? Trying to like trigger the feeling of what it was that I was going through to then have that idea. They might honestly, there are about there must be about fifty ideas that I've had that I just forgot like two two minutes later because I didn't write it down, and I'm like, oh god, this was a killer idea. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that happens too regularly. But you know, you're right. Like a lot of content creation is making notes of things that never happen as well. Mm. Like that, that happens all the time. Um, uh, it's a great life it's like it's not a great lifestyle i will say that i put a lot of weight doing this <laughs> as a career but like it's a great but it's a as a creative outlet there's not much that can beat it because ultimately like, i make all the choices i make all the decisions that's why the showdown's so good because i feel like it's a collective project but i'm i see myself as, a, like, as much as we joke about the head of the table stuff like i love being the captain of my football team i like being a leader in different things i like organizing events i like being the person that people come to if they need something I don't mind taking on those responsibilities. I, so I, I don't mind to, like professional responsibility is something I absolutely love, mm. and I. But I also think it's an area in which I excel at. Like, as much as I love doing content creation, I've worked really closely with creators, and especially doing showdown stuff, right, and some professional like level stuff as well more recently. 
and I feel like I just thrive in those environments. I feel like, and I, I hope I come across well too, because it is something I'm passionate about, whether that be events or event organization, or just just being an aid to people that need it sometimes. I don't mind taking that on because personally, I sort of withdrew myself from that with with people, but but like professionally, I've, I'm trying to do more of it. Um, and I, that probably comes with age. I don't know if you can hit Doug. Yeah, yeah I, know, I was going to say to you. Can right? you? Sorry, sorry, he's ruining the broadcast, everybody. I mean, who had him? I'll tell you what it is. He's just gone to bed and he's rolled over and he's dummy. He spat his dummy out on the floor. And now he's crying, so L puts it back in his mouth. So, I mean, it's attention seeking, is what it is, viewers. So, <laughs> when, I, when I do it, she tells me to grow up. I was going to so say, <laughs> do you get the same treatment? Um, no, not even close. So um, I was going to say, so with that, with your future, do you see your long-term future still doing the content creation? Or do you see it like teaching it, training it, or doing other stuff like you've talked about events organization or that kind of stuff, events planning, sorry. Are, are these fields you see yourself going into or are you just like just thinking about the content for now? If a, if a company or an agency wanted to hire me, you know, like a consultant role um, with, Again, not many people have 15 years of experience in this. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I could do that job really well, uh, whether that be building a brand or giving advice on how you build a brand. All these, all these different things, right? I definitely think that's an area which I could, I could help people in. Yeah. Um, the question really is: Will I still be doing YouTube videos in five years? Right? That is, yeah. I feel like that is, that is the question: Will I still be streaming? I hope I'm still streaming. I think, I think the freedom you get with that is so cool. And I love the inst instant interaction with people. When it comes to photo manager content, I was just talked about, I'm already scaling back my sort of very much focused in content of we're doing this all the time. We're doing a video every day. It's going to be out at five o'clock. Like I'm going to scale that back a little bit. Um, partially to give myself more freedom in streaming. I want to do more streaming. So there's that. Um, if you'd asked me five years ago, I wouldn't have been able to answer. Mm. And, and equally, I don't know. In, in a couple of years again if a really sick opportunity came up i wouldn't be like oh definitely not it, it would it would hugely depend on what it is like five years ago i would have probably said oh, i'd love to be doing radio in 2021 i'd love to be involved in in some form of radio but now i feel like doing event organization event creation and and so it, there's there's a world where the streamer showdown becomes more than just football manager mm. and maybe we take it to fifa and we become like a feat one of fever's premier events or we, we take it to rocket league and we become one of rocket league's premier events then all those things are on the table for us but right now i'm still i'm still really focused in football manager and um and especially online content creation with football manager and, and getting that out to a bigger audience is, is something i'm really passionate about and hopefully we can succeed in that and i think we come full circle now where we go to your biggest achievement um i'd imagine this year is hitting that 100,000 subs oh, after six sick. years. You've worked hard for it. You put together a wonderful tribute video, um, which obviously showed your journey from 15 years ago when you started your first YouTube channel. How much did that moment mean to you? And and where do you see yourself going forward now? Uh, I don't think I'm understating it by saying that it was probably the biggest... I, I, I think it's the biggest achievement... Having, having a showdown sponsored by KFC on the front page of Twitch was really cool. Like, for, like as a professional level thing, that was really sick. Uh, but as you say, I've worked for a long time. Like six years of this channel, but as the story is told in that video, like it's so much more than that. It's, and and it, was, it was about not fitting in and now not only fitting in, but succeeding to a level where like the respect I hope I have amongst the community that I've built up over time and 
definitely lost from from some people, but hopefully won back at the same time. It was really important to me. Like I re I really cared about being liked when I started because. I don't know, I guess I'm very insecure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the reality of it. And sometimes it's nice to be told that you're good at something. And while that probably irks people at times because they think, again, there's this whole pedestal idea which has existed with the showdown. Like, I think I'm better than other people. I think most creators will tell you that their fear is that they don't think they're as good as the other person. And that sort of grips them and that often motivates them as well. I'm sure if you ask any of the other creators, they've definitely had moments where they feel like that. Um, it's important to not have that feeling all the time, but I definitely have that feeling for periods of my life, um, especially doing this, uh, this this type of content. It's hard to it's hard to vocalize how much it means. Again, not to plug the video, it's, <laughs> but I feel like that is a I I can't I go through every emotion in that video really. So I feel like that's a real good way of explaining how I felt about it. It meant a, to give you an answer, a shitty answer. It meant a lot. Like it meant it meant an awful lot. Um, but it's hard, it's, I think it's hard for, like for yourself, right? You weren't around 15 years ago. You mm. don't know what, you don't necessarily know what it was like. And this, this goes for most people, but I'm not like digging you out here. No, this goes for almost true. everyone that watches YouTube now, is that it was a very, we talked about like insular groups, but then there was nothing more insular than the early football, early YouTube community, sorry. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I think people that, there's a, there's a few people that have been friends of mine for over a decade now that remember that, that version of me and, have seen me develop into doing football manager and I've had conversations with them like, so you're doing, what's so what are you doing? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> and and is that good? Your like, numbers you're getting over there? It's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> and then having, yeah, getting to 100,000 subscribers is a, uh, I've, I've wanted it for about six, like I've really wanted it for about six months. I've wanted it for about three years. I've been thinking, come on, about time. And then for different reasons, it all, st it all sort of stunted and halted. But yeah, now we're, uh, now we're there. Now I feel, now I kind of feel like, I don't know, I feel like the gloves are off a little bit. I feel like I can kind of do whatever I want now. Like I, I, a million is really far. So <laughs> it's, time, it's time to start taking some gambles again. But yeah, I'm so I'm so delighted to get there. It, yeah, it's a really sick feeling. No, it's a, it's a, an amazing achievement and congratulations from myself, to be fair. Like I know how much it meant Thank to you, you when I watched the video and, and me and Mrs. D had a little tear in our eyes, especially right at the end. So um, I will put a link to that video in the description. I mean, not like it's going to get much more views from me, is it? But <laughs> you don't have to link it. This, you know, people have got uh, the latest people on earth are people who watch video content online. Just type in Dots Benji 100K, it'll literally come up. I mean, it's very easy, a lot easier for you than it is for this to put the link in, honestly. So if you're that interested, you'll find it yourself, you lazy bastards. There you are, it is. Cheers, man. The 100K Sold man had job. spoken. Um, Thank you for watching, by the way. So I've just called you all bastards. That was really unnecessary. <laughs> Um, ben, um, my final question to you, where do you see yourself in FM22 and this time next year? I, I, I don't know. I hope people still care about me in this, this time next year. <laughs> That'd be cool again, insecure. Uh, yeah, I, I hope people still think that what, what I'm doing is cool. I hope people are really enjoying the showdown. I hope the showdown is bigger and better. Like I think about where it could be this time next year. That's a really exciting place to be in. Um, I even even me viewers even I don't know what versus mode is so I hope versus, <laughs> I hope versus mode is really good um, so yeah I guess we'll see we'll see what comes with that as well hopefully that's really exciting um, yeah there's loads of stuff that I, that I think if Football Manager do right that we could be in for a really cool time uh, and hopefully FM22 is a part of that and again I think the showdown will be a big part of that too and I think collaboratively I want to do stuff more stuff with people 
and hopefully we can find ways to do that. One thing we didn't do in the last 12 months is do a live meetup, even if it's just like amongst friends. So I really hope we thought we talk, hopefully this this time next year we've met. Yeah, that'd be that'd be sick. So um, yeah, I think that's that's that, one of my goals is to make sure we have at least like two or three community events where people can turn up and meet each other. That, and I'll, as I love events, dears, as we've come to, I will be organising one of those. So. <laughs> Your invite might be in the post, or you might have to just wait for the playoffs to do one. So, <laughs> so to you. love the playoffs. I'll, I'll go to both of them. <laughs> Who's the current holder at the playoffs? Is I forget. Uh... Well, that's all we've got time for, viewers. Thank you so much for tuning I'm in. This has been oh, Limo, Limo won the good. last one. Limo won the last one. Oh, okay. I thought it was you. I had to move. No, on. no, I'm the Super League champion. Oh, Super League! So, so many bloody tournaments. <laughs> I forget. I forget. I'm, yeah, I'm the Super right. League champion. Like you know, I beat Curti in the final. Just so you know. Yeah, good. Um, good. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there, Ben. Thank you so much for being my first returning guest. Um, thank you for agreeing to do this. Obviously, the scouting centre relaunched. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I know you didn't have to. You're a busy person, so I really do appreciate it, buddy. That's good. We've, I think we've only worked Doug up three times. So uh, I was going to go, your voice is too bassy. This is the biggest criticism I get in this house is, your voice is too bassy. Like, you've got to stop the bassiness of your voice. Like, what do you mean? What do you, what do you want me to do? Put the voice changer on and publicly like, voice that amongst the house. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Try going monotone, um, see how many viewers you get then. <laughs> I'll leave that to the other creators, mate. Yeah. Leave that to the other creators. <laughs> I've been so nice, and then I've absolutely ruined it. The whole, the whole facade has dropped. I was going to say, uh, but no, thank you, thank you for having me on, mate. I've just got a message, by the way. I've just got a, like this is a little excuse. I think Earl will have just messaged me on Facebook, going, "You're being very loud." <laughs> let's see, let's see if I'm right. This is this is a great bit of end of end of podcast chatter. I love that. <laughs> she just said, "Do you know where my, my iPad is? I can't find it in the bedroom. I brought it into my office, Ellen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't, I can't give it to you now." Or, or don't tell her where it is, and this time next week she can find out by watching the right. scouting center. Awful. I don't even. I don't. I don't even necessarily know why it's in my office, but she's going to be. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Diz. Appreciate that. Cheers, man. And viewers, that's it. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Please make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, um, put your notifications on for the next episode. Obviously, if you do like this kind of content and you want some of your favorite content creators on, just leave a comment below. Let me know who you want me to interview. Thank you, Ben, and I shall see you guys on the next episode of the Scouting Centre. We're back. Take care. Bye-bye. Sub subscribe, like the video, do the things you're supposed to do. Yeah. Bye, everyone. I think um, one of the questions, or one of the main questions that I want to ask in relation to that is... Um, actually, no, I'm going to ask another question first. Um, <laughs> sorry, okay. I, I, I'll cut that bit off. No, um, no, 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 no. Let's keep it raw, mate. Keep it raw. I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to let you. Um. <laughs>